0: Welcome to the CNC Collective. In this episode, we'll be speaking to someone who is a music producer in the music industry. Um, He's worked with uh, UK uh, artists such as Getz and Geordie Innit. Would you like to introduce yourself, please?
1: Yeah, for sure. Blessings. Um, I'm Jojo. Yeah, like Violet said, I'm a music producer, a big fan of, of music and art and the creative industries and I've been navigating through this um, industry for a while now so yeah that's me Dede.
0: Yeah lovely well I mean how are you But it's good to obviously have you on the show because it's been so long and I've been I know we've known each other for about a year now since our platform started and um, been trying to you know combine our schedules been crazy and you've been such a busy guy um but I'm so happy to have you on the show right. uh but let's um discuss your journey of how you got started in the music industry and where you are today so how long have you been producing music is this something that you've always wanted to do
1: no not really it, it was it came sort of randomly when I was about mm-hmm. 15 in school okay I was in school, and one of my friends just came up to us, and he said, "Look, I think we should become music producers because there's so much m c s coming up every day yeah they're gonna, mm. they're gonna need beats to spit on, so maybe we should become these producers. We had no history of musical or anything like I never like my family, my cousins and that could sing my my elder cousins would make was making beats, I mm-hmm. was a youth, but that was about it. there weren't really much much music going on other than just those pieces in my life so it was very very random so okay we, we we all agreed we said right cool yeah let's do it without no no knowledge of how to actually become a music producer and what that took
0: uh-huh, uh-huh. randomly
1: randomly a few months down the line a friend of ours gave us this recording software called Fruity loops okay Put that on our PC and then we were good to go. And you could just make beats on your PC with this software. It was so crazy for that age. Wow. at the time. But that's how I started making beats. And it weren't until at least till I got to about twenty-four where I yeah. where I got my first publishing deal and actually wow. entered the music industry. Twenty-three, yeah, twenty three, twenty-four.
0: Wow. Wow. That's amazing.
1: Those, those were sort of the inception stages, you know.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, because I wanted to also ask, like, when producing beats, how technical do you need to be? Is there something that you have to learn on the job or is there like a particular training method? Because um, I know you mentioned, obviously, when you first you got your software package, how difficult was it to like navigate and know like where to press all the buttons because I think like when I listen to music I'm just like oh yeah that sounds good but then we forget the background mm-hmm. um, technical stuff that it takes so what is it?
1: It's just having a cu- curious mind if you have a curious yeah. mind you can sort of you can learn anything you want if you want to learn chess and you're curious enough you're gonna go and learn it and I think
0: mm-hmm. one
1: of the the blessings we have in our youth is a curious mind. Yeah, Do you get what I'm saying. We don't need no experience or or, or history of anything. Mm-hmm. It just has to spark us and inspire us enough to to be curious about and ask the right questions. So mm-hmm. that's that's all you need, really. That's mm-hmm. really all you need, and you're gonna. And it's it's just like anything. You put your your 15 minutes a day in, you, you start clocking in your your 10,000 hours. Eventually. Yeah, you're gonna be able to navigate in that space that you're trying to operate in, or that program you're trying to learn. So that's that's what it takes, really.
0: Okay, that's good. So um, I came across as well on your social platform. I saw that you posted something regarding Flat Ten. Mm. Um, can you explain what Flat Ten is for those who don't know?
1: Yeah, Flat Ten's like a it's like a club for creators. Okay. It's, it's yes, yeah, it's, it's a creators' club for people that want to do you know, great works and, and want to tell stories mm-hmm. through art. Um, mm-hmm. Also, a, a talent discovery and talent development space.
0: Okay. If you
1: want to enter the industry, you know, and you're talented and you want to get some experience, you can come and roll with us and we, and, and do some work so we can get you in the right spaces or provide opportunities or develop ideas or connect with the right people. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's, yeah. it's like a creator's... Yeah, Creators Club, man.
0: Creators Club, yeah. Mm. No, it's good. I think we need a lot of that as well. Um, any knowledge is good knowledge, right? Cool. Um, so if you can create a platform for people to get knowledge and get them plugged into the creative industry, especially now, mm. um, it's, it's, it's a good thing. Um, but what I did realise as well, that you're quite a private guy, so no, not a lot of people know a lot about you. So I think it was sometime last year mm. I came across, because I'm following um, Adidas Originals, right? Mm. And I came across a picture of you. I was thinking, I know <laughs> this guy. It's like, what's what's all this? I was like, is this you? So, how did you like get to collaborate with Adidas? What was that all about?
1: Um, what, how did that happen? For real, for real. Uh, just helping out a friend. She was yeah. in the campaign for Adidas, and she wanted mm-hmm. to tell a specific narrative. And and she reached out to me and couple producer friends to 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 do it and I said yeah man because she's helped us out so much in the past so
0: mm-hmm. I said
1: yeah for sure man I'll, I'll do a little model thing for you if you think I can yeah and yeah that's that's how it sort of happened
0: wow so- no you were good though I was just like oh
1: wow look at him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really do the model that thing man but listen sometimes you have to step out man
0: Yeah, it's true. No, honestly, you do. But I I like that. That's what I admire about you. I like the fact that you're a private guy. You don't. You're humble about what you do. You're not. I mean, obviously, there's nothing wrong with obviously speaking out about your achievement, but you're very humble about it. Mm -hmm. And I think it's something good about that. It it makes you more approachable. So I like that. But it was just so funny that I came across your picture. I was thinking, I know this guy, I know this face, you know, but no, it's all good. But you know, what I really wanted to discuss um, on this podcast is some good news. I know um, you brought this to my attention in September when I messaged you, like, I've got some good news to share. And I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, like, what is it? Um, And I know you couldn't share about it um, at that time. But I want to talk about 0207 Jeff, Def Jam recordings in the UK which recently launched um headed up by Alec and um, Alex Boteng um obviously they're working with Retro 2 which just got re- um, announced as the creative director um how did this all happen how did you get involved like I want to know everything because it's such a massive achievement especially at your your young age and you know a lot of producers take years as I've read a few articles, I think, um, Alec or Alex, I don't know which one it was, were working for Virgin Re- uh, Records for 10 years, and a lot of people had been with the company for some time. Mm. Um, yeah, so how did it all happen? Was it some massive, obviously, achievement? I know you've just signed Stormzy as well, so yeah, do you tell the details.
1: Um, it was sort of a, a balance of purpose and me just yeah. carrying on with my journey and just meeting, just being prepared for the opportunity, which I think is vital. And I, and I felt like this was, this was one of those moments in my life where I was prepared for the opportunity yeah. presented in front of me. Um, I started a master's. I got a scholarship and I'd done a master's two years ago. Mm-hmm. Now, under um, this great, 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 great legend Richard Antwi, the late Richard Antwi who sadly passed but um, some amazing people Matt and Will and and a few other amazing names that I can't mention now started a scholarship scheme in his name and I actually was awarded that scholarship to study a masters at Westminster University in music business which for me was like a left turn because I never done mm-hmm. well in school. I weren't good in school, man. I, was, I weren't slow. It's just that that yeah. process of education for some reason always felt like a mind, just a maze. It was just hard for me to to
0: mm-hmm. work things yeah. out
1: in school. So it was a big test for me. I said, "Right, like, can I do it? Can I can oh, do it? Wow. whole <laughs> I went and I done it. I got. I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd done it." and it was one of the hardest things ever yeah just writing all these long essays and trying to prove my concepts in my head but not being able to find evidence of these concepts and and trying to navigate Mm. and communicate in that sort of language where they understand it in those institutes was difficult but yeah we got through graduated it was a it was a great class met some cool people in there so yeah felt good made it to the end graduated and then um yeah just sort of went on my way and it, for yeah. me it just became about how could I flip this how, what could you know mm-hmm. what was with this certificate open up for me this achievement you know this this massive yeah. blessing in the great name of Richard Richard Antony um and then Universal a great friend again, Will Bloomfield, okay. he's such a G, such a G. He's running modest management and he manages MNEK And he's just, yeah, he just does some sick things. He he always just had him to see it to hear my ideas and you know, some ideas he will agree. Um with yeah. Universal, with the I I ain't even met him yet, but the big man David Joseph call him Mm -hmm. DJ I've heard so much great things about him he's the um CEO of Universal UK and he's he's, yeah you know I've just heard some great great things him and Will just carved out this great great opportunity for me to go in at the Def Jam and just see how things work from the beginning you know and and yeah carved out a nice role for me as as label creative over there
0: wow that's amazing yeah
1: it's 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 a great 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 opportunity man
0: wow yeah no that's amazing news it's great because obviously the amount of people they've got there the team you know all the experiences all in one room I know it's going to make a massive impact in the UK music industry Mm. Uh, have you had time to take it all in is it all overwhelming I mean are you still like oh I can't believe this has happened
1: um Yeah, no, it's it's very very much still overwhelming, but we're in our stride now. We've sort of picked up off the ground, and we're starting to forward. So, yeah, we're just focused, man. We're just focused. We've got our heads down. You know, Uh we're committed to the cause. We're committed to the artists that we're interested in. We're interested in. Sorry, we're committed to the artists that we're going to sign. We're committed to the industry, the cause, the arts. You just want to, mm. yeah, just get stuck in, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. And what is and as your role, what is what are your responsibilities um, in um, O7, Def Jam?
1: So, um, with the A and R team under Shah, who's the A and R director. So yeah. again, it's just things like artist development, new music. You know, just having big conversations with 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 you know artists that. We're excited about music that excites us and and just trying to stay on the pulse of of the culture and and those Mm. that deserve to be lifted up, even if they can't work with us directly. We're just, you know, that sort of, that's what we do in the A&R sections. And then I'm across the... Marketing with Jackie and Nicola, who's our video commissioner. Nicola's the video commissioner. Mm-hmm. Jackie's the marketing director. And again, that's just you know bringing the artist stories to life through, through yeah. arts, photography. How can we tell these narratives? How can we tell these stories? How can we, you know, communicate to to fans and consumers, you know, through mm. the visual arts and and that sort of. Jackie's role and it's, it's, it extends bigger than just the artist because as a label you need to have an identity and a brand and she's across all yes. of that stuff as well um mm-hmm. just being on mm-hmm. top of who's the most exciting director who's the you know who's the up-and-coming graphic designers who who are photographers wow. on the ground doing some amazing work doing some sick documentaries mm-hmm. like just having those conversations which is exciting as well so those are those two spaces oh. are operating within the label.
0: Wow, that's amazing. And um, would you, because Retch3, uh, too, I think he is the, one of the creative mm-hmm. directors, will you have um, any interaction with him? Do your roles cross paths or is he on another no, section I, of the... of
1: Everyone's sort of family at this label, so the opportunity yeah. is there for everyone. I don't, I don't know how they've done it, but in this sort of corona pandemic time,
0: Yeah, very much so. I don't know. Managed (laughs) to
1: really build this great way for everyone in the team. Mm. So yeah, me and Rich text all the time. That's that's like I've I've worked with Rich in the past anyway, so we've had a rapport. So the label is just just Like for me, it's like what if somebody told me you're going to be Mm. working with Rich. In twenty twenty, yeah. I would have said, no ways. I don't believe really. in this yeah. capacity though, not on, on a production scale or in the studio, because yeah, obviously, yeah, I want to work with Rich always in the studio. That's 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 he's a goat, he's a prophet in his art. But working with him in this mm-hmm. capacity where I can see how his mind navigates and get a mm. personal, direct, original response from him that you can't manufacture can't mm. see in a tweet or an Instagram post or in a song so to speak it's, it's it's just an amazing amazing thing so yeah Rich is there we text each other all the time talking music goes to the studio we're mm. in the meetings it's they've they've done a great thing at 0207 to keep everyone connected man
0: yeah, and I suppose, and it's funny when you said, you know, how navigate how they navigated through Corona. I suppose everyone is going digital nowadays, and I think music. I mean, music's been going digital for a while now, but I think it's helped with where we are. But yeah, I mean, to have that during this time, especially with what's been happening with a lot of the black creatives um, in the creative industry, it's great to see a team that people in the black community recognise mm-hmm. as well, and they can also relate to I think that's one of the fundamental things that I when I was reading the articles when I looked at the team a lot of people that I knew of new people in that mm-hmm. team as well that you were that are not famous but it was great to see that people can recognize Amazing. you you know yeah,
1: for, for, real, yeah. for real man they've really they've really done something great in these times and it just makes it just makes it even more special you know
0: yeah definitely definitely but um what i wanted to do as well so this part of the podcast is called our five top tips and usually um when a guest comes on i ask them five top tips within their profession to help people get to where they are essentially or to get their training and their advice so you're going to be our music producer guru i suppose but um, i wanted to ask you Five top tips on how to become a music producer. So if anyone came to you saying, you know, I want to come in the music industry, I want to produce, what would you, what are the five fundamental things that you would advise them? Um,
1: spend as much time on your craft as you possibly can. Because yeah. it's, it's, it's about clocking that 10,000 10, hours in, you know, and that's literally where the experience comes from. Um, connect connect with the people across you, work with anyone and everyone in your area, especially in the beginning stages. Um, train your ear. Definitely that's one. Train your ear, train your ear, fall in love with music. You know, hear yeah. the music. Don't just fall in love with, with artists and, and the music industry and all the, the flashing lights and pap- all that side mm. of the nut. That's that's the business, the industry. Train your ear, fall in love with the sounds, the scapes, the instrumentations, the drums, the spirit, the dances. Train your ear in 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 that sense. How many tips is that? Four we're on.
0: Yeah, I think it's four. And yeah,
1: the last one. Have fun and enjoy it, man. It's nothing if yeah. you're not having fun and you're enjoying it.
0: Mm, Yeah, no, that's so true, though. But I wanted to touch on, um, you know, you mentioned, I think it was tip two about don't just fall in love with the artists and the mm-hmm. music and that. Do you think, how fundamental is it for people who come into the music industry to understand the business side? Because much like the music industry and all other industries, we get so mesmerised by the creative and creating this and getting clout. And and we sign, sometimes we trip up on the mm-hmm. small print, not understanding how the business side works. And obviously you've done a two-year master's course, which actually helped you so how important is it to understand the business side because I think a lot of people need to know that actually you need to understand that as yeah, well. Yeah it's,
1: it's, it's very important and it's more important now more so than ever because information is power essentially and there was a time where we never yeah. had access to such information where we could achieve scale mm. everything we were sort of doing was with limited information and now we're in a in, in a place where people want to share information's infrastructure infrastructures are being dismantled and exposed where we can see how things were mm. like like um artists label contracts for example with you know that that information is being distributed to the public more and more where back in the day you never really yeah. knew about contracts or really heard yeah. about what was in the contracts. You know I'm saying it was just uh, if you get science mm. money in it. Never knew the yeah. details yeah. And, yeah. And, and the terms like master and, and and owner and universe and you know, these clauses that trap an individual. We never understood. So You've got to mm. go now, and and you've got to learn these things for yourself, or, or find someone that can feed you this kind of information, so that you can mm. navigate in this in a space where you need to get yourself on an even footing as much as possible. Yeah,
0: you know yeah, yeah. And what? Yeah, and what is your opinion on um, mastering? Because I know that now a lot of artists are now. Um, they're owning their own masters because obviously, mm. like you said, information that we didn't know of is now being exposed. I know Kanye West did a thing, a mad thing on Twitter like a couple of months ago about his contract with Sony mm. and all this stuff. Like what is, do you think that it's... um I guess has it damaged the music industry with more um, artists owning their masters? I mean, yeah. what what is your opinion on that? It hasn't damaged
1: the industry, but what it what it has done, like I said, is it's exposed and it has yes. given us more information. So now we understand mm. what these terms mean. And now we operate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We can operate fairly now, and we can make we can make decisions with with the right information rather than a place of ignorance. You know what I'm saying? That's yes, literally yeah. not that's not all the differences, but for me, it's better to empower someone to make their decision from a place where they're well informed and understand what's going on rather than what has been going on in the past from a place of ignorance. Yeah, we can yeah, get yeah, him yeah. we can get him on this, we can get him on that, we can get him Back end here, we mm. can get him on, on marketing over here. But if you understand this information, no one can take advantage of you in that way. Do you know what I'm saying? You'll now be having, mm. you'll now be involved yeah. in the conversations rather than on the
0: outside. Yeah, no, that, that is so true though, but it's good. I mean, with um also artists owning mm. their own masters, how does that affect music producers? Because obviously, say for example you're producing a, a beat for someone would you own that masters or does it have to be how does yes, that yes it's, it's
1: interesting and things are things are developing and changing every day and and it's actually one of my desires to put in more of a fight for music producers and have more of yeah, a stand yeah. because artists swallow the dream because once a song is yeah. done all that great work that all the great individuals in that team done is now given to the artist they carry it it's their song mm. it's their name on it it's their face fair play to them because they're they're marketing the music yeah but when it yeah. comes to the actual song and the creation it takes more than just one person for the where it is mm. for someone to enjoy it the producer who is a key part of the music doesn't have as much as a, of a say as the artist does so to speak right, but okay. usually it's a 50 it's a 50 50 split and unless the artist can pay out the producer and own the music how it should go is a 50 50 split but only one person can own the master's by law legally like i own and you can't ah. own, it's like we can share the royalties but someone has to own it. Yeah. Jointness and then usually leans okay. in favor of the artist or label. But producers, if they're smart enough, we can navigate a space for us where we can do things that we own. And it's about artists also giving to our cause as as much as we give to their cause. It, mm, it to, yeah. We have to change okay. the landscape of the conversation when it. Comes to, marketing music it's hard though it's hard because like producer projects don't sell do you get me like it's, it's right, a bigger okay. conversation than it is but hopefully i can i can add my input over time man
0: yeah, well, I mean, you've got the space for it. So, yeah, I hope you do, man, because it's a it's a very sensitive topic because I'm yeah. always like, how does it work? Like, I don't really get it. But then now you've explained it to me. I, I didn't even know because obviously I'm I'm not in the in- music industry, but I didn't know that only one person can own a Masters. I thought it was 50-50 split. Like, you guys produce it and artist sings it, but then it kind of makes sense yeah. if their name's on it then it would make sense to, you know, how it works. But I know there's a lot of artists now that are owning their own... I was I know Chris Brown bought all his yeah. masters or something like that, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, he had the yeah. money to buy it outright. Um, but not everyone does. Um, so yeah, no, I do hope that that definitely changes because you do a lot of... Producers do a lot of the work, but some get a little recognition. Yeah, so I guess it's time to yeah, change Yeah, man, that, just change.
1: Know? It's just for me the conversations if you're having the right conversations it will produce the right fruits you know and as long as we're always communicating in a in an ego free way when it comes to these kind of conversations hopefully we can push things advancing forward you know
0: yeah the ego that's the issue isn't it Oh, gosh. Well, Jojo, it's been such um, a pleasure having you on the show. If anyone wants to get in contact with you or find you, do you have any social handles or is there emails or websites or how anyone can reach out to uh, you? Yeah, you can
1: hit me on the Insta there, underscore OJ.OJ. OJ. Um, I'm on private, but you can still message me and follow me if you want all that shambles. Um Okay. Yeah, man. Oh, I, I don't know, man. I don't know how you can get a hold of me, man. But I'm, I'm here, <laughs> man. I'm very much here.
0: You're accessible. Yeah, that's good. Man. That's good. That's good. No, that's good, man. No, thank you so much for coming on and talking about, obviously, your journey. This is not the last and the first. This is not the last or the first time you'll be on our platform. We'll be collaborating again for, for sure. sure. Um, But it's so good to like, obviously see someone in our community that's working for a, a great company and trying to make a difference in their field. Um, and this is why we bring people like you on the show to show people actually if you work hard, if you put your foot down, if you graft you can get where you need to be and make a difference in your community. Um which I believe that you're gonna do and that you are doing. So yeah, congratulations again. It's such a oh it's great man. It's good man. Yeah, hearing this this news just makes me so happy, honestly. But yeah. But JoJo, we'll speak to you soon. No worries. All right. All right. right. Bye. Bye.